RadioInfluence.com. I hope you all had a nice, nice, nice Thanksgiving holiday. Now it's a hustle and bustle of the Christmas and Hanukkah season or however you celebrate. But I just hope you're all doing good. And I'm in a good mood. had a great week. Nice holiday. Thanksgiving is almost my favorite time of year. I do. I love it. Remember up in New Jersey, you know, playing football outside. Just love it. Whether you got a turkey trot or a run-in or get your workout in, even now as an adult, before you're going to eat all that turkey. So it was a really, really nice holiday, and I hope that you're doing well. All right, the rock stops here. Where did I stop? I stopped at the Florida Sports Hall of Fame because I got to talk to one of my all-time favorites that I've ever covered, and that would be Tampa Bay Lightning NHL great Vinny LeCavalier. He was always one of my favorites. I covered Vinny since he got to Tampa Bay at 18 years old. 18-year-old young man, number one pick, a lot of pressure on him. Uh, and he and his longtime buddy Brad Richards, Marty St. Louis, the Boulin Wall. Uh, what a, It was just great. It was great. I'll tell you some stories on the back end. But Vinny was being inducted into the Florida Sports Hall of Fame. He's working with Marty St. Louis now with the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, it's really surreal, man. These two guys now working together in Montreal. But Vinny loves Tampa Bay. It's still home. He was there with his lovely wife and uh, kill, uh, children, his kids. It was great. And so it was right before they were going to start the ceremony. So I didn't have much time. I'll explain. But I got in what I wanted to get in. The great Vinny LeCavalier, how he made it to the top. What, how, he, how is he doing now? He looks fantastic. He looks like he could still play. And then I spoke with his former general manager, Jay Feaster, who was in attendance and supporting Vinny going in. And, you know, what made Vinny, Vinny, Vinny tick? Well, give me some stories. Give me a few stories. So we'll go back to back. All right. We'll go. We'll go the great Vincent LeCavalier and then right into former general manager Jay Feaster, who does still work in the front office with the Tampa Bay Lightning, does a lot of community work and does things with the kids. So Vinny and Jay Feaster. Enjoy, and then on the back end, I got plenty of stories. All right, I'll talk to you then. Here we go. Vinny, you the man. All right, I am with the great Vinny LeCavalier. Vinny, congratulations on everything. Uh, and who would have thought that you would be working with Marty all these years later? Oh, I know. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good experience for me. It's uh, it's great to be part of, uh, part of hockey again. And uh, to be with Marty, my old, you know, my old agent. And uh, it's just, uh, it's a good experience for sure. Now, you look like you could still play. Do you miss playing? Do you wish you could still be playing? Well, um, I don't miss the grind of it because, I, you know, after 17 years, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not easy to play all these, these games and play 82 games a year, playoffs. Uh, but definitely when it comes to, to, to the playoffs, I'm like, wow, I wish I was on the ice and wish I was with the boys. And, but, uh, yeah, I don't think I can do it anymore. So <laughs> it's all good. Now, obviously, you're from Canada. Obviously, you've had a lot of success in many, many levels, even played in Russia for a while. Winning the cup with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Is that up there around, would you say, number one, Vinny? Yeah, it's definitely number one. I mean, winning a cup when you're from Canada, you grow up. Your dreams to win the Stanley Cup. You see this. You, you watch that game every year. 
And uh, so once you win it, obviously it's it's the best thing in the world. But the only bad thing with with that is you want to win another one. So, uh, but I got a chance to win one, and I was uh, I was very proud of it. And uh, you know, I was lucky enough to do it with all these these great players. And um, yeah, so it was fun. Now I talked to Jay Feaster, and he said that after you guys won it, he told everybody, "We will always walk together." Yeah. Here it is, many many years. You got a smile on your face. That's true, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, all the guys that you win the cup with, they're uh, they're with you forever, like Jay says. And um, you know, it's it's two months of just uh, it's like the biggest grind you can uh, you can imagine. And uh, when you finally pull it off, your dream, everybody's dream is is coming true at the same time. And on our team, I don't. I don't think anybody, oh, uh, maybe there's one or two guys that won the cup before, but everybody else didn't. So, uh, so everybody's kind of realizing their own, their, you know, their dreams and, and, and all at the same time. So it's, uh, it's unbelievable. This is my last one. The Tampa Bay community is very special to you, isn't it? Your family yeah. and all the years here. How about that, Vinny? Yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, I, I finished in LA and uh, I knew that as soon as I retire, I'd come back to Tampa. I mean, I've been here for a lot of years, and uh, and it's not because I was here for a lot of years. It's because I love this community. I love the way it's it's what it's become from '98 to now. I mean, it's like a different world. Uh, you know, the hockey is unbelievable. I mean, they're they're putting a great product on the ice, and uh, it's just it's an exciting time to be to be in Tampa. And I'm 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 you know very happy to be here with my family for sure. This is my last one. I call it Vinnickville. It's unbelievable downtown. Yeah. yeah. What advice do you have, Vinny, to someone that has made it at the top level? A young player that's coming up, maybe in life and in hockey. What is the best piece of advice you can give someone that's trying to make it? Let's try to make the NHL. Um, it's hard to make, but if you make the sacrifices, um, you know, at least if you can get to the top of your potential, then that's all you can ask for. I mean, uh, no, not everybody makes it to the NHL, but if you get to the top of your own potential, then uh, you're giving yourself a chance. Congrats. Thank you. All right, I am with uh, Lightning, former Lightning general manager, still working with the, the, the greatest organization in all of sports, the Tampa Bay Lightning, Jay Feaster, Vinny LeCavalier going into the Florida Sports Hall of Fame. Everyone always loved Vinny. What, what is your maybe greatest remembrances of Vinny as one of your players? I think one of the biggest things really is how he matured as a player, how his battles... Uh, over time with John Tortorella, how how he was able to find a way to come through the other side of that as as a better player, as a more complete player. You know, I'll always remember after we won the cup in 04, Vinny and Brad Richards had both gone to play in Russia. And and when they came back, Vinny came into my office to see me at, at the, the rink and he said, I asked him how it was. And he said, well, you know, he said it was, it was not good. He said they didn't play a system. He, he said it was every guy for himself. He said there was there was no structure. And, and you know, I, I, I hearken back to when, you know, early in his career, that's what Vinny was a guy who didn't have a lot of structure to his game. And it was something that Torts had brought to him. And, and then I, I fast forward to watching the championship DVD from 04. And, and Vinny's quoted as saying at the end of game seven against Calgary, Oh, you know, he said we were we were doing everything we could to block shots and just chipping the puck out. And and as I said to my wife, I, I said, when Vinny, when we started together, 
I said chipping was something that Vinny did on the golf course. And I said, and now look at him. And, and because of it, because of his maturation and, you know, the approach he took, we're Stanley Cup champions because of it. So just a great, great, great young man. And you know what? When you come in where he was drafted, I think like 18, I probably 18 years old. That's a lot of pressure. You know what I mean? Sure, he's talented, but right, Jay? And number one overall. And and if you remember, you know, Phil was Phil Esposito was the general manager back then who drafted him. Art Williams was the owner. And and when when Art Williams introduced him, Art Williams called him the Michael Jordan of hockey. Imagine, imagine coming into that kind of a situation for a franchise like ours, where you know a, the, a good day, a good year was we didn't lose fifty games out of an eighty-two game schedule, and and so yes, to walk into that that kind of a, and then and then to go, Steve Ludzik, who was a very lousy, fair guy with him as a coach, and then you go to John Tortorella. And, and just imagine a lot of guys, I believe, Rock, I think a lot of guys would have wilted. A lot of guys would have just folded, would have gone to the agent and said, get me the heck out of here. I don't want this. Not him. And, and again, he, I, I love him. I, I just, I think he's such a, an outstanding human being as well as an outstanding hockey player. Just a real true gentleman. Last but not least, it's kind of neat that he's working with Marty right with the montreal canadiens huh yes it is it is i'm so happy for those guys you know we we said it back in 04 that we win today we win game seven and we walk together forever and that's still true all these years 19 years later uh you know we do walk together forever and 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 that's why something like this is so special jay thank you so so much my pleasure rock So thank you, Jay, and thank you, Vinny. You know, I was just thinking about this uh, yesterday when I knew I was going to do the put the Vinny uh, podcast out there on the Rock Stops here. Vinny is such a good dude, and he's a down to earth guy. And I'll never remember. I, I remember uh, a couple of like him and Tortorella. You know, at first Tortorella was a son of a gun, man, but he ended up making Vinny a better player. And Vinny stuck it out. Sometimes, like, you got a bad boss. It sucks at your job. You want to quit. You want to go to another place. And if you can make it through rough times, you you come out that much stronger. We've all been there. You have an asshole boss, and you just can't take it. And he's a yeller, and you just think. But in the end, if he's – now, sometimes it's just a bad boss, and you're not going to get anything good out of it. <laughs> and that's life too, all right? But Vinny stuck it out. And I would not – believe me, I, I'm not calling John Tortorella an ass. Uh, I really always got along with him great. He was he was hysterical. He had a temper, but if you – if he believes in you and he likes you, you're good to go, man. You are good to go. I'll never forget one time there was a mayor in Tampa, female mayor, I think Pam Iorio, and she had some public access TV show. And it was after a practice. There were, he had a lot going on. And I I remember being in the hallway at Emily Arena and, and Torts looked at me and says, hey, Rock, come here. Walk with me. Walk with me. I don't feel like doing this thing right now. Walk with me. And we walked past. I remember Joe Madden did that to me one time in Dunedin at a spring training game. He said, Rock, come over here. Walk with me. Walk with me. 
And he walked with me like we're talking about something important, go past a couple of people that he didn't want to see and, or just, you know, hightail it out there. You're kind of running like interference, you know? <laughs> kind of cool. Kind of cool. You got it. You got it. You got it. But anyway, I was just thinking about when Vinny first came here and he and Brad Richards were such buddies and they were both single and they were living right across from Amelie Arena in a condo. It had been um, a former baseball player's condo and there was a jacuzzi in one of the bedrooms and in this condo and Vinny and Brad Richards money rich young in shape NHL stars single <laughs> there you go but Vinny and they are as all as usually happens you get a little older and then okay okay it's time to settle down but he's a good great guy family man then after he was done playing he I, I somehow I got a hold of him at the PR. Could I sit down with you, Vinny? Sure, come to my house. And I was at Bay News Nine at the time. I went with a camera person. And I remember we pulled into the street on Davis Islands where Vinny was living. And I saw these big, huge tractor trailers right at the intersection. It was a small little area. And it was like one, two, three, maybe. And I'm like, hey, Vinny, what's going on? He goes, oh, Derek Jeter is moving in down the, that's Derek Jeter's house that he built. He's moving in down the street. I said, look at that. Because, you know, when you, I've moved many times. I've also, when I was, you know, moved other people. I've moved myself. I've carried beds and couches by myself in apartments down two and three flights of stairs. I remember I moved myself in Denver when I had torn ligaments and a big old swollen ankle and was, you know, all that jazz. And then as you get older, you're like, screw that. I'll hire movers. But I never had enough stuff for like three tractor trailers to move myself. And I was thinking, wow, look how long ago that was. Went to Vinny's house. Derek Jeter had just built that and he was moving in. And since then, Derek moved out. He rented to Tom Brady. Then Brady had to move out because... Derek Jeter sold that house. I was like, wow, 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 wow. Time just keeps flying by. But Vinny was so nice. And he had like, he's got the kids. They were little. He had relatives or friends over. There was other kids there. And yet he was nice enough. He goes, come on upstairs. We'll go to my man cave. And he had this beautiful upstairs, big pool table. Nice. One of those expensive, good pool table. I remember that like a little bar area. And he told me he has like the players on the team over occasionally and Marty would be there and stuff like that. And the guys would, that's what I've noticed over the years, like for, for uh, NFL, major league baseball, NHL, or when I did cover the NBA, that was a long time ago. They are really comfortable going over and to other guys like Man Cave because they're not out in public. They're not being bombarded by some jagoffs that want autographs and pictures. Or you go to a club or a bar and somebody has beer muscles and they want to take down the athlete or they're jealous. All that. Ha and when they love just being amongst themselves with their wives or girlfriends or just the guys, they, they it's great. It's great.
It's just like you when you're with your just your just your buddies, man. I don't want to say homies. I'm trying to talk like I'm young, but uh, when you're with your buddies and you're just just you can say what you want. You don't have to worry about being politically correct, <laughs> getting canceled or anything. You see, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying. And so that must be a great time. But Vinny was the, just such a nice guy. And Jay Feaster, I mean, he was such a good general manager. They win the Stanley Cup. They they bring almost everybody back. They're ready to defend. And then there was the NHL lockout. I don't think it was a strike. I have to remember so long ago. I think it was a lockout. And it just never got that shot, man. Then he did go somewhere. Did he go to Calgary? But then he ends up back in Tampa Bay because the family, I know he would be, I think he would be great to get back in uh, as a GM somewhere, assistant GM. But as we were talking, same thing like with me, getting back in somewhere. You Once you're out, the longer you're out, the harder it is to get back in. So anyway, Jay is a great man. Thank you, Jay. And thank you, Vinny. And I had to make that one kind of quick because when you're at these awards dinners and Vinny is there with his family. And like they come in, hey, Vinny, how you doing? Hey, he hasn't seen me in a long time. Vinny, listen, I, I, I got to get you on. Just, you know, when you get settled, when you get settled, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're going over. People are congratulating them. You got big money people that paid a lot of money to be there. And they all want to shake hands or hang. And then he goes over and then he's with his family. And he's got to get the kid. You know, the kids are getting something to eat, chicken finger, you know, chicken tenders, that type of thing. And then, and then a gentleman came in. He's with the Tampa Bay Lightning organization and he was speaking French Canadian Canadian French and Vinny and they're having a great time and I, I was like oh my god I see the time and then they have an announcer like all right another five minutes another 10 no another 10 minutes we're going to be starting the program get to your seats get to your seats and this was at Raymond James Stadium in the club section a lot of people were there a lot of people. Same place where I interviewed Luis Gonzalez, the 19-year Major League Baseball veteran, five-time All-Star. And he was there. So I only got in two for that day. I had a couple more that I really wanted to get so bad. But you got to go with the flow. You got to see. And you don't want to interrupt them. Like, you don't want to be. There are some reporters, some people that just don't have awareness it's about them. I'd be like, hey, Vinny, come on. Vinny, can we do this now? Can we do this now? Like, you don't do it like that. And Vinny was having a great time. They were speaking in French. It's probably he's bonding. They, they know each other. They're in the NHL still. They know. You got to let him go. But then when I heard, there's five minutes to go. I'm like, five minutes? And then finally, Vinny, we do this? Yeah, okay. And then Vinny says to me, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm like, all right, Vinny, I'll show you where to go. I'll show you where it is. I'm walking down, walking down. And then he came out. And then a girl from the Tampa Bay Lightning video department came over and she said, hey, you going to interview Vinny? She said, I just talked to Jay. Jay Feaster said, Vinny's in the bathroom. Rock is waiting for him. Go over, stand near Rock. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I am. I hope you don't mind. I want to, she goes, don't, I'm not going to, do you mind if I just jump in? She shot video of that for the Lightning or Lightning website. And I said, no problem. And so just, just let me get five minutes from Vinny. That's about all it was. But anyway, I appreciated it. I appreciate it. And he went on and he got introduced. They had 12 going in. Uh, J.P. Peterson, who was the host, told me at the Bucks game, he's like, it's a little lengthy when you induct 12 because you got to go through their whole bio. They have a long speech. There might be, you know what I mean? So it's a little lengthy, but it was great to see everybody. And Vinny is doing so well, so well. 
and he's a f- strong dad, family man. I love that. So, Vinny, you are the man. Speaking of another family man is Tom Brady. Now, the reason why I'm bringing it up because I'm there all the time. I'm there again. Bucks have been back. I'm there with Brady. I'm watching uh, Brady last week on Thanksgiving week. He had his son Jack there with him at practice because his son Jack is also a quarterback. But it's not Brady's like it's not about him, you know, oh, he's got to be the best of the best. Just have, enjoy. Brady's like, have fun. And it was interesting because when we went into go to the locker room last week on Wednesday before Thanksgiving, Thursday's Thanksgiving, obviously, the doors opened and I walked in. I was going in by myself and there was Jack coming out of the lunchroom with TB12's uh, trainer Alex Guerrero and the two of them are walking somewhere and I'm looking I'm like wow they got the same plate the chicken the vegetables I'm like that kid is eating healthy he's eating the TB12 I don't know if he sticks to the, the total menu uh, that would be amazing to me but it, but it was interesting and he's, he's he's at like 15 at tall at gangly but it's kind of cool it's cool to see Brady with his with his son there and that's it's really neat like i remember a couple of times taking my son hunter to the radio station with me uh one time when i used to get him every other weekend when he was growing up and he was had me and i had to go to the bucks and i had to do a whole live show from one buck with the big live truck and hunter was there with me i remember a couple of times i've had him in a couple of press conferences when he was little like just just stay with me be quiet you know, and he is always very well behaved. But it's kind of neat when you have your son or your daughter. Sometimes Emma, Addie has been to the TV station, sat on the desk, read the teleprompter, put her put her put her mug on the on the big monitor they would do in the control room, and she would see herself when she was little. And uh, they came to the radio station a couple of times over the years. Now, you know, thirteen years old. You kidding me? Uh, uh, Anyway, so, but I was thinking about it with uh, Brady and now that, you know, he's divorced and everything, like I was, I had a dream the other night that I I saw him in the hallway and he said, hey, or something. I said, hey man, just keep playing until you can't, can you can't do it or you're no good, you know, because you'll never get that back and you're going to miss it. You're going to miss it. Like to this day, I still miss daily, whether it's daily TV or daily radio, because I did it my whole stretch. And it's, but you got to make the best of what this is where I'm at right now. And I've learned to not keep thinking, oh, I'm I'm still going to get another thing. Just enjoy what I'm doing. If you enjoy and be in the moment, then sometimes things just seem to work out, man. It really is. It has happened. Um, and it, it it's interesting. You know, last week on the Rock Stops here, I know you diehards that follow me and subscribe, my loyal bunch were probably like, who was this? Elisa Giordano. She's been on the Howard Stern Show and dated this Benji Bronk and Andy Dick and... Um, I knew that that would generate new, new, new audience, new fans, Howard Stern fans. And you might not get it, but I am trying to expand out. 
you know, I got to, the only way to make your audience bigger is to expand out. You can't just keep doing the same old thing. And some might like, what, what, what's this about? But I got to tell you, man, I've been grinding, grinding, doing all these interviews, every single I've done, I don't know, episode 80, I've done 82, 83. Everyone's been in person. I like, I think it's more uh, personal when you can do it in person. And last week or two weeks ago, I went to Anytime Fitness and I kind of was in there and it was one of those things where it's, or I was on the way and I was just like, you know what? I'm kind of in the doldrums a little bit. I'm kind of just going through the motions. I need a new challenge, something, you know? And la-dee-da-dee-da-dee-da. So I go in and who's on the treadmill? Actually, it's the bike. It's a bike. It was Big Show. Big Show, formerly WWE. Now he's in AEW Wrestling. I saw one time before. And I'm like, oh, Big Show's there. I saw his truck. Big Show. I think Big Show's here. Here he was. And I'm like, I got to ask him about my podcast. But he's working out. He's just doing his thing. And it's so funny because a couple of years ago, I was listening to Talk is Jericho, baby. Talk is it's Chris Jericho, his podcast. I loved it. And he had Big Show on. He's had Big Show on a couple of times. And I remember Jericho was asking him, like, how do you still do it? You're a giant. You've been doing it so long. How do you motivate yourself to stay in shape, to work out, work out? And and I remember that to this day. Now, this is a couple of years ago from one podcast. And Big Show said, I can't motivate myself at my house. And there's so many days where I don't feel like working out. So what I do is I get in my car and I drive to the gym. And then when I'm in the parking lot, I'm not going to just sit in the parking lot. I'm going to go in. And if you go in and walk through those doors, you're going to work out. I do the same thing now. I want to tell that to Big Show. You, Big Show, I'm on the same wavelength. My wife can motivate. She goes out the door and she's running. And she does stretching. She does exercises herself in the house. My son is the same way. He likes to exercise on his own. My daughter, I was talking to her the other day when we were driving. She likes to do exercises on her own. I can't, I just don't have the willpower on my own. I won't do it. I'll do a few. I just don't do it. But if I drive, like Big Show said, if I drive myself, every morning I drive myself to Anytime Fitness. And then I'm there. And then I go in. And I go in. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna work out. So thank you, Big Show. But anyway, it was one of those days. It was like doldrums day. And I've just been grinding. Don't feel like I'm getting anywhere. You know, one of those things, just like, man, you know, is anybody going to give me a shot? And podcast is really staying stable, but static, you know, not growing much. Well, you know, boom, here's Big Show. So I didn't bother Big Show. I saw him, let him do his thing. He was actual, I think I saw on the monitor, I I think I saw him watching cartoons, I think. Maybe it was a commercial, but I let him do his thing. And it wasn't long. And then I saw him and he just walks to go out to his car. So I said, I walked out there in my phone. I said, Big Show. And he had earbuds in. And he, he excuse me. I said, Big Show, big fan. I'm Rock Riley. I've been around here in Tampa Bay a long time. Can I get a picture with you? I saw you last time. And he did. Oh, 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 oh. Is that the time I said? Yeah, 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 yeah. Did I already tell you this? I said, uh, yeah, I'm friends with Brian. I think I said it. I'm friends with Brian Nobbs and... Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. 
That was so funny. But I said, I'd love to get you on my podcast. And he said, what's your podcast? I said, The Rock Stops Here. I said, my name is Rock Stops He goes, listen, I think I can remember that. The Rock Stops Here. I said, thanks, Big Show. So I was like, that's cool. Maybe, maybe, maybe down the road he'll do this podcast. So I was like, that's awesome. So I get in. I go down. I sit on one of the benches. I'm going to use the weights. And I look at, I do a set or two. And then I look at my phone and Instagram. And I'm just going down for a minute. And I see Elisa Giordano is in Clearwater Beach. I'm like, she's in Clearwater Beach? And she says, it's my last day. If anybody wants to, you know, hook up or hook me. that lives around, you know, blah, blah. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God. I wonder if she would do my podcast. I don't know. What do you, I don't know. You know what? You don't know unless you ask. You're not going to get a hit unless you step up to the plate. Even if you get keep striking out, you got to you got to keep stepping up to the plate, man. You ain't going to get anywhere on the bench. And I'm like, screw it. So I direct message message to her, DM'd her, whatever you call it, instant mess on Instagram. Hi, Elisa. I'm Rock Riley. I'm a sports guy, but also do entertainment interviews, and I'd love to get you on my podcast how you went from Howard Stern show and what you're doing and you're streaming and thank you. I only live about a half hour away. Boom. I'm doing my workout. I look. Yes. You can meet me at the Clearwater Pier, Pier 60, Clearwater Beach, say two o'clock. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, yes, perfect. See you then. Boom. And I was like, I was like a new man. I was able to do more weight. And, you know, I, I did a little bit of a workout. I'm like, let me get out of here. Boom, take my shower. Boom, let me head to Clearwater Beach. Boom, here she comes. She's looking around. How are you? I'm Rock. She sticks out her hand. Next thing you know, she goes, I'm live streaming. Hope you don't mind. Boom, boom, boom. There we go. And now I'm I, she's live streaming. She's getting calls from her fans. I'm doing a podcast. And I was like, boom. I drove home from there. We went to Hogan's Hangout. I bought him a drink, her and her friend. She wanted a mudslide. Their friend had a beer. And the next, and I was like, my head was swimming. I'm like, when I woke up today, I had no idea I was going to see Big Show and I was going to go to Clearwater Beach and sit down for a podcast with Elisa Giordano from the Howard Stern Show. Uh, you know, no idea. No idea. So once again, on the fly. And I loved it. And you, you got to keep on stepping up to the plate and grinding. And uh, I don't know why, how I went from there, from the Brady to that. Oh, but it's just that like you got to keep, I hope he just keeps going. I just hope he keeps going. And because once you're done, you're going to miss it. If you have something that you love to do. And the thing about it is it depends. I've known some guys in this business that had had enough. They had done all that they wanted to do and that they were ready to retire, to get out of the business on their own. That's a different story. I'll tell this story. I remember years ago, Casey Weldon. Do you remember that name? Blonde haired quarterback, FSU, Heisman candidate, Heisman finalist, all everything in college. Goes to the NFL, was a backup, never really materialized. It never really worked out. So 
Fast forward a couple of years later. When I first came down here, Casey Weldon was on the Bucks as a backup. And of course, I remember him at FSU. So a couple of times I interviewed him. Um, he tried with the XFL, the first go around with Vince McMahon's XFL, that first time when they did all the bells and whistles and cheerleaders and tried to really hype it up, the first go around. And I remember my work, my coworker, Chris Elias, who turned out to be my boss, Casey Weldon, the team that he was, I don't remember the team that he was on. I should have looked all this up, but it just came to me. I think they were training somewhere at a small little field in Tampa. He might've been on the Orlando team. And so I, somehow we checked with PR or something. Yeah, sure. You can interview him. We go out there and it was a field that I don't even know if they had goalposts. And Casey Weldon was the quarterback. And we went right out on the field and we're shooting what they call B-roll. You use that for your footage, for your piece. We were right on the field, right behind center. Like I was almost like in the fullback position. And so is Chris Elias. And we shot, we were able to shoot practice like that, interviewed him, boom. And then I had him on when we moved over to Carillon, a beautiful new set, which is a part of St. Pete for the nightly sports show that I did, half hour show. And I remember bringing him on. And I remember before we were getting set to, to do it, a live, do we tape this interview or do it live? I don't remember. And I remember him saying to me, because what happened was Brad Johnson, who was also a quarterback at FSU, he was not, Casey Weldon was like better in college than Brad Johnson. And then, but when they got to the NFL, Brad Johnson had a lengthy career as a starter and won a Super Bowl. And I remember talking to Casey Weldon and he said to me, he said, the fact that I didn't make it, I, I'm, I'm going to be 50 years old and still, I want to get a shot. I want to get another shot. I got to get that shot. I still want to make it. I still, dude, dude, you still have that. And it's like when I was in TV at Bay News 9, I was there 18 years. They didn't renew me. I wasn't on board with all the high school coverage. And I admit it to this day. I just don't get it. Doing a nice little high school feature. How many eyeballs does that really get you compared to covering the pro teams or the college team or the things that get, you know, clicks and movement and eyeballs. I, I'm still that way. So I was probably right on their part to not renew me. I had a flawless record. I wasn't a bad person. I was always showing up. I, I didn't lose it and all that jazz, but they decided to not renew me. And I was walked out to my car. I, I even had to have the human resources department manager walk me into the uh, uh, dressing room where I had all my suits and shirts and ties to make sure that I didn't do anything and then walk me to my car. Like I couldn't, we, we don't even want you to walk back to your desk. And like, that's how it ended. And then I drove home that day. I told my wife, I go, they want me to come in early today. Chris Janik, I, I have a feeling that this is not good. And she's like, oh, well, you know. And I remember she met me in the driveway when I pulled in and she was like, oh, she gave me a hug and something like, I'm gonna be fine, I'll be fine. But it's like, I didn't, when you don't go out on your terms, you still want another shot. And so that's why I'm just grinding now, doing it on my own terms. 
uh, it's, you know, and, and yeah, it's good and all that, but I just missed. So I was just thinking I had an actual dream the other day that I saw right in the hallway and I told him, Hey, don't quit until you can't do it anymore. Cause if you quit early, you're going to, you're going to regret it. You're going to wish that you were still there, you know, but whatever, whatever. I I'm 50, 50 on whether or not he's going to play one more year or not. You know, I, I saw some things that he said on his let's go podcast that makes me think that this is definitely it. And then another one, like, I don't know. I mean, he does have a huge contract to be at Fox. And he talked about being more critical when he's in the booth compared to now, because he doesn't want it to ever, you know, single anybody out, but whatever. But it was just interesting. It was just interesting and thinking of Casey Weldon and things like that. If you don't go out on your terms, you still want that shot. But anyway, all the best to you, Tom. Let's see. Oh, I hadn't had a chance to tell you. So it was a busy, busy couple of days. My daughter is in eighth grade on the cheerleading team at school. My wife is the cheerleading coach at school. She did it because nobody else was going to do it. And she wanted to make sure my daughter and some of the girls were able to want to cheer, able to cheer. So she works in the front office. She runs the mentoring program. She does so much stuff. She runs Great American Teaching, all this and that. And then she also runs cheerleading. So she found a way where the girls could cheer at a college football game at halftime with other middle school and high schools. And it was in Orlando at UCF. UCF versus Navy. And it was a long day. The drive, it was real. It was TBA. They did not set the date or the, we knew it was on a Saturday in November, but we didn't know what time. And when you got parents involved, because like I say, my wife is the coach. And it's not just your team. It's a bunch of teams. It filled the entire football field at halftime with middle schools and mostly high school teams. And they all practice. They give them a routine to do. And then when they get there, they practice for two hours inside this, uh, you know, the inside gym at UCF event center. And then they walk over to the stadium. They're in the stadium and then they perform at halftime. It isn't long, but it's cool. So for, for my daughter's 13 years old for, to, to perform in front of uh, 45,000 fans, whatever it seats, it's something like that. The erector set, the jump house, the bounce house. They certainly didn't, you know, spend a lot of money to, to put that thing together. But it does the trick. And I went as a fan. I went as a dad. And I was there and running back and forth to the car and put my pocketbook back there. And it was miles away where I parked because it was free parking for really, really far away. And the whole day and the tailgating going through it. And it was kind of a neat experience. You know, I hadn't really been to a college game. I did the USF games on the broadcast team, but I wasn't out there with tailgaters. So it was kind of neat to see and being around. And I actually, uh, there was an extra ticket. No, we were, oh, one of the parents took a ticket. So I didn't have a ticket. 
And then we're going to buy another ticket from another one and sell him. And then I, we got the extra ticket back to me and then scalp it. And I, I scalped it and, uh, you know, I got 20 bucks. It was $50 face value. And there was almost, there was always something going on. You know, when you're a father and you're supporting and you're, you're running around, you're doing whatever they tell you to do and to help out. Right. And all in all, it was a long day, but a good day. And so she went down and you couldn't get down to that part of the field. And I'm used to having a credential where I can go. And it's like, you can't go there. Who are you? Uh, I'm a dad. No, you can't go there. You can't go on the field. You can't go on that side. You don't know where they're going to be. Oh, they're going to be on that far 20 yard line. Blah, blah, blah. So I was a typical father, regular dad, got it all done. The girls came back up third quarter. All right, let's go. Let's go. We got a long drive back. You know, with, you got to go past Disney traffic it's, oh, and my wife, we're walking back. It's been a long day. I need water. You know, we got up at the crack of dawn. We had to be there at 7.30 in the morning to, for them to practice their routine for 11 a.m. kickoff. I'd, I'd rather the morning thing, though. I can't imagine driving back on a Saturday night getting through Disney traffic. But all that was, done, you know, so I got up and I ended up getting up at 3.45. I had to put air in the two tires. I got a slow leak. I went to blah, blah, blah. Had to fill up with gas. Didn't do it the night before. So I just got up at like 3.30, 3.40. And we left at 4.30 to be way ahead of it. And we did because roads were cut off and she's the coach. So she has to be there before the other parents. So to make a long story short, I was like, <sighs> and we're walking to the car and she goes, okay, now. And Addie, we're going to Disney Springs. Disney Springs? Disney Springs? Oh, yeah, didn't we tell you? Yeah. Oh, Addie was so excited about this. Okay. As the dad, you got no say. Okay. I was so looking forward to it. I was even thinking about, mm, give a two-hour drive, even with the Disney traffic. I'll be home by, you know, six, seven o'clock. Say, oh, it's going to be great. Maybe I'll check out a game or two. I'm going to crack open a cold one at Disney Springs. But you know what? Oh, and Disney Springs was packed. Packed to the get. Disney Springs is restaurants, shops, people, 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 and more people. That's basically what it is. There's no rides at Disney Springs, but you still got that Disney experience. You know, some of the mothers with the Disney, the Mickey Mouse ears on the head, you know, that type of thing. But you know what? Oh, and Lululemon. My daughter loves Lululemon. Now, she used a couple of gift cards to be able to buy. It's, it's clothing. It's, it's clothing that's so expensive. And she was so happy. She went in there. I said, I'll sit right out here. And then another store, I'll be right out here. And then we went and got something to eat. She had some ice cream or something. And then we later we went to, it got most delicious hamburger and fries I've ever had. It was outrageous and it was nice. All in all, it was, she was happy. And there you go. And then all I could think about is, Oh, and they wanted to keep walking. Like, Addie still wanted to keep on walking. I'm like, let's head that way towards the car. And, you know, you know how it goes. And, you know, and I was dehydrated. and uh, water, Everything is so expensive. But you know what? You know what? I'm not going to be that guy. So she had a great day. And we made it back. It just slowed down for a stretch near Disney with the bumper to bumper, but not long. And we made it back. 
we made it back. And Emily even said, what's our next adventure? <laughs> so anyway, all in all is good. <laughs> you know what? I'm thankful that I'm alive, man. And physically that I can still do this stuff. So uh, look, at that, 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 that's about it for today. My thanks to Vinny LeCavalier. My thanks to Jay Feaster and to you that has been listening to me with the Rock Stops here. I really appreciate you. I do, man. I do, I do, I do, I do, I do, I do. So we shall see where I will be stopping next, who I will be talking to. And uh, good luck, man. Good luck on the Christmas holiday season. Yep. My wife told me, you know, we better have light. You know, let's, let's make sure we get a lot of the lights this year. I'm like, oh, that's another thing. Had to get a new TV on the back here to patio. That one broke. Um, I had to get some electrical things uh, done. Uh, the driveway needs to be power washed. I mean, uh, you know what I'm saying, guys? So enjoy, 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 enjoy. I'll talk to you next week on The Rock Stops Working. <laughs>